Hey, disclaimer first, I just turned 65. I know that just because I got my medical Medicaid card in the mail. And uh, that means I, I have notes. I do notes because the memory bank is uh, two things. One, it's 65. And two, I have a 16 and a 17-year-old girls at home. And they take three quarters of my memory bank. So to do things by memory anymore is a bit tough. So uh, I got notes. <laughs> but it's an honor to be here. I, I really want to take a moment here before uh, I dig into what we're going to be chatting about today. And uh, just to show my gratitude to this house. Um, I really do thank God for this community. Um, I've been part of this community for two years. And I was at a place, I've been a believer since I've been uh, 16 years old when I was the, hell ch the child from hell. Uh, so I've been a believer for a long period of time. But I hit a wall in my life um, that would not move. And I, I found myself alone and I found myself struggling. And I, I had thoughts that I thought I would never have, dark thoughts in my life, uh, cynicism. Um, my emotions were unanchored. I needed help. And uh, someone told me, I think it was Tom, about our men of God. And I had, I remember having coffee with, uh, with David at, at Oxum and I telling him my story, what I was going through and challenges. And I could, I don't know if David remembers, but now he's going to. Uh, he had like this uh, eye, the deer eyes in the headlights. And, uh, but uh, he said, come, come be part. And uh, I would say, what is it about this family uh, that makes me a raving fan? There are three things that, um, that you guys do. And I don't think you know it, but I, and I think it's the Holy Spirit that's in this group. First is that you show value. Anyone that walks in the store, you value them. And for a person that had a broken heart, I needed that. The other thing was, is that I was seen. People would ask how I was doing. We would ride bikes together. We'd play tennis together. We'd get coffee together. It wasn't just an event that we just came on Friday and then had our life separate, but we were doing life together. I was seen. And for a guy that was, had a crushed spirit, I needed that. The other thing was uh, um, I was affirmed. Not judged, but affirmed. And I, I mean, I told my story to a number of people and their response is, I'm praying for you, brother, but not as a one of those things they just throw the ticket, I need to get out of here because I don't want to hear your story anymore, but truly wanted to, to, to stand with me. And I, I want to say, thank you for restoring me because I'm sitting up here because you believed in me. 
even though that you knew the story and the various things that I went through, you believed in me. And it tells a testimony that you guys truly, we say it all the time, but it's true. You got my back, but more than that, you got my heart. And uh, I want to say thank you for that. And um, I want to say I'm, I'm back. I can say that um, two years ago, if you asked how I was, um, I would mumble. If you ask me how I am now, I'm joyous. God is good. Yes. And part of his grace is sitting next to you. We are the most blessed brothers because we belong to a community. You know, we're going to be talking about uh, um, calling and gifting. And uh, David uh, titled this Gifted for Greatness. And I thought for us, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's ask Jim to do that one. <laughs> and I just thought, to, I laughed myself. I think David forgot my story. Uh, <laughs> and then, then I think, well, wait a minute. I, if the title was Recipe in Three Easy Ways to Become a Roadkill, I, that would be a, a good one that I could do, you know, I could easily do that one, but let me just take a creative um, step here and say, I, I think I want to change that word greatness. Cause I think we think of baseball players, various things like that, that are either batting first or doing cleanup. And I, I think if another word that's closer to my experience is gifted for legacy. We all have a legacy. And in, in tying with that word with legacy, I think there's things that we need to get engaged with God's destiny for your life. He cares for us as a body but he also has a destiny for you. And we need, to, we need to think, okay, well, how do we start that conversation? When we use the word destiny, when we use the word giftedness, when we use the word legacy, where do we start? Where do we start that conversation? Well, we've been blessed that there was a gentleman, and again, this is my 65-year-old brain. I can't remember who, who was sharing, and they were talking about the uh, Westminster short, Shorter. I had to write it down because I'm not a Presbyterian, uh, and I didn't know there was a, a shorter uh, catechism, but I guess there is. I don't even know what the longer catechism is. Maybe that's, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the Bible. I don't know. But at a 50,000... At a 50,000-foot level, uh, they, they said, what is the chief aim and a man? A man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. I like that. We, all can, we can all get our arms around that. And really, that's at a 50,000-foot level. 
So today I'm going to kind of drill down and get down to the 25,000 foot level. And we're going to talk about specifically having a conversation around stewardship, stewardship of our gifts, our talents, and our values. And what does that look like? And um, so to do that, you know, I have a story, but my story is like a one string guitar. So I'm, I want to fill out this picture. So I, I, I have uh, run into two kingdom guys that have great stories that are going to come up here and we're just going to dialogue and you guys are going to hear what the Lord is doing in the midst of uh, our lives. So my um, first friend is Austin. Arthur, and I'm going to read his bio here. Uh, Austin Arthur is a business owner, a community advocate from West Orange. Along with his brother, Xander, he is the CEO of Stars and Stripes Management Systems, a multi-brand company that includes the very popular Gymnastics USA, which is right just down the street, the biggest gymnastics center in the state of Florida. Stars and Stripes Management is also a successful digital marketing and website design company, a promoter of Judeo-Christian values through family and community advocacy. He has been writing about West Orange history, heritage, and community for some time. He is also the host of the West Orange On The Go, a news and comment podcast, the West Orange Times and Observer which has been a newspaper of record in West Orange for 115 years. Austin proudly serves on many boards throughout the community, such as the West Orange Scholarship Foundation, One Winter Garden, the Habitat for Humanity. Austin and his wife, Kelly, are very proud members of Glad Tidings Church and are residents of West uh, Winter Garden, where they are raising their three children. So Austin, come on up. Let's give uh, Austin a hand. I love his spirit of excellence. You just grab a seat. We have another gentleman here, Greg. Where is Greg? There's Greg. Greg is, I'm going to read your uh, bio here. Uh, after a 40-year uh, career as an executive at Siemens Energy, and now in the rewirement phase of his life, Greg strives to balance his time between serving on leadership teams with multiple U.S. and international ministries, consulting, and spending time with his family. On the ministries front, he is an advocate for a girl's home in Guatemala that IOG has visited Prince of Peace and his local church, a ministry bringing Bibles, water, food sustainability to farmers in Mawali. And SAFE in Central Florida, a recently founded anti-human trafficking alliance. On the business front, he is consulting multiple global private equity companies focused on renewable and large-scale battery systems and serves on a number of boards. Greg also enjoys speaking to both secular and ministry groups on the importance of balancing your life and rewiring instead of retiring. I love that. Greg and his wife, Pam, have been married for 40 years. 
currently live in the Orlando area, and they have a daughter who is pursuing a graduate degree, having recently returned uh, from being a full-time ministry in Guatemala. All right, Greg, come on up. There you go. Excellent. Hey, men, let's stand up. We're going to read a scripture together as we uh, kick this off. It's in Matthew chapter 25. If you've got your smartphone, Matthew 25, verses 14 through 30. Give me a minute to get to it. We're going to start in verse 14. Thanks for asking. All right. Parable of the talents. When it was written, you could have put uh, the parable of the dollar, or maybe if it's if we were listening to this in five years' time, it might be parable of the Bitcoin. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted. Everybody say that word entrusted. Entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them and made them five more. So also he had two talents, made two more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. He had received the five talents, came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here, I have made five talents more. His master came, uh, said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, who had two talents, came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter the joy of your master. He also had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew that you were a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, you wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, that at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. 
and cast the worthless servant into utter darkness, in that place will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Thank you, brothers. You can have a seat. So, Greg, when we take a look at that passage, what rises up to the top for you? Well, I kind of, obviously, like most guys, where would I fit in that in that story? Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and I think just from where I live and the blessings I've had, I'm a, a guy that has been given talents, probably two, maybe five, actually in my life, probably 100. And, and I produced two back and I have 98 to go. <laughs> so I think that's, that's what kind of stands out to me. I, I've been blessed and I'm slowly kind of getting this thing of, of rewirement in place in terms of how do I get back for all the blessings. And, uh, but challenged that uh, I, I'm not fearful like the guy with, with the one talent, but I have not produced enough fruit that I think uh, God will go well done, good and faithful student. So I, I'm on a journey, I guess, is what steps out for me excellent excellent yeah there's a lot there in your um in your bio that uh i want to unpack um one thing that just caught me greg was this idea uh that you enjoy speaking on the importance of balance in your life and the rewirement it seems you've got a message that's going on that's burning in your heart can you kind of unpack that, how you felt into that? Yeah, it, it started out in, I was at work for a, a large global company called Siemens, which yep. you might have heard of. Um, and it started out with my personal struggles in the sales and marketing group of a balance in my life. And, and whether, and this was probably in my early 30s, yeah. I was really so fine-tuned into what I was doing for the company I was neglecting my spiritual life and my family life. Yeah. So I started thinking about if I'm struggling with balance and I have a great church and I have a good family and a good job, imagine yeah. the other, mostly men, because women usually have this better than we do. Right. Um, I, that was kind of something I worked through. And then as I kind of got later in my career, I went, well, well how about balance in life after working for a, a company 50, 60 hours a week? Mm. So that kind of got into... I think David kind of actually came up with a phrase, rewirement. I don't know. And, and that, that kind of got into my thinking of, as I was thinking about positioning myself for retirement, rewirement, the, the key to me was helping other men get prepared for that big step. Yeah. So balancing to start, you know, early in career, mid-career, and then positioning yourself to retire to something in, in a rewirement phase. Yeah. So that's kind of how I got into this crazy world that I'm in. Well, we're glad you're here. Yeah, and speaking, yeah. I love speaking. I've yeah. spoken here before, and yeah. I've spoken at NASA, and I've spoken at a number of places because it's a huge topic for men yep. because we are not relational. We don't focus on balance sometimes. So, mm. so I, Austin, I know you're not thinking of retirement right now. <laughs> not, I love your energy. I love your zeal. I love I'm actually, your. I'm actually anti-retirement. <laughs> yeah, there's no. So, there's what, nothing in the Bible that says anything about retirement. That's it, and that's why we have. We all, uh, the Holy Spirit, can be contrarian as well. So when we look at this passage here, um, Austin, what rose to the top for you? Well, let me say that um, first of all, Jim was gracious enough to send us a couple tips about what he was going to be talking about. <laughs> 
Yeah. It wasn't just a couple. It was like two pages. <laughs> my calendar is like as long as my arm. So I'm here trying to be a good steward and be prepared. But I couldn't get past the first line because yes. he had to pick the one passage that I've had major difficulty with in mm. my life. Mm. And it's this one right here, Matthew 25, 14. And so I hope we stick on this for a while because I'm not prepared for the other stuff. But, <laughs> but what I like to do is I'm very strategic in everything I do. So I always surround myself with wisdom. So that's why I stuck myself in the middle of the guys who know what they're talking about. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're the bald hair and the gray hair on the, on the side. Yeah. So with this, I have trouble with this. And I don't know if anybody else can relate to this, but I've always struggled with this passage because when I went back to it as an adult and read it, yeah. so I could actually be conscious and understand what, what's going on. I was very troubled with it. And the reason is, is because you have the story, this parable, and you have the master that's saying, here's my gold or silver or talents, whatever it might be, right. this thing of value. Here it is. Hold it for me. I'll be back. Hold it for me. And you have three of these people that are given these things. Yeah. When he comes back, the first two, you know, they went out and got interest on it. They put some kind of thing put in an investment fund who knows what happened but i do know one thing that is whenever you get something well it doesn't come from nothing so you're taking risk so the way i read that is these guys were taking risk on the master's money that's how i think of things because yep. you can't get something for nothing so whatever they did we don't know but they must have taken a risk with that money and so then when he came back and the master asked him what they did for the first two guys come up and tell them about the the great returns that they got yeah and then I'm thinking about how in the Bible, it constantly talks about not being of the things of this world. Mm. You know, it talks about not focusing on, or let's do this, not putting usury on others, interest, not charging your family with interest. If you lend them money, don't put interest. So we're constantly being taught in the Bible yeah. to not focus on worldly things. Yeah. So I'm here with these two guys. I'm thinking, well, these, these guys are about to get it, you know, for taking that risk and worry about wor worldly things. But then he praises them. He loves them. And then the one guy who gave him his money, kept yeah. his money safe, buried it in the ground. So safe. Yeah. I have gold nuggets I got in the ground right now, especially with what's going on in this country. I think <laughs> it's the safest right. thing to do. <laughs> That's right. So, and then he gets damned. Yeah. And I'm just shocked because out of the three men, he's the one person that followed the instructions. <laughs> he just did what he was told. Yeah. And then he's damned for it. Yeah. So to this day, I had problems with it. So I had to call yeah. my pastor. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, friend Jim, he wants me to talk yeah, I about just this. gave you the questions. I didn't give you the answers to those questions. No. Yeah. So I had, I asked him five minutes. I got 45. I've been very blessed uh, with the pastor Gary at Glad Tidings. Yeah. And, you know, it really did help me because often in life, especially as men, when we're confused by things or not understand things, we just push them to the side. Right. You know, and that's certainly what I've done with this. Yeah. But I, I feel that I have clarity. Yeah. And really, I think what it's about is grace. We talk all the time as Christians about how we're saved by grace and grace alone. So does that mean we don't utilize our abilities and, and provide works? Of course, we, we need to provide works. But it's not that that gets us the ticket to heaven. It's not what brings our salvation. Yeah. Jesus Christ on the cross did that, and that's enough. Mm. However... He gives us that grace. It's his to give. It's the master's to give. It's God's to give. He gives it to us. And what will we do with that? And the fact of the matter is, as Christians, we need to be that city, that shining city on a hill, because that influences others. It shows people 
what it is to be a Christian. And through that act, through your actions in life, through being aggressive, through doing things for your family, for doing things for your community, you're showing others what the gospel of Jesus Christ has done for you. And that's why you need to provide on what you've been given. You can't stick that grace in your pocket and say, I'm good. I'm just going to sit around for 70 years and see what happens. Yeah. No, you need to provide. You need to be active and work with it. That's all I got. Good night. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When uh, it's, it's intriguing when you look at verse 14, because you mentioned you, were, you, you camped on 14, and it's an interesting passage, because um, when I looked at 14, and I'm just going to read it again, it's, it's, it's a great passage that Jesus uh, uh, starts this parable with. It says, for it is like a man going to a journey who called his servants. And then it says, entrusted them with his property. And uh, we're blessed because our entrustment first starts with being called. And when we understand the calling, that gives breath to the entrustment of whatever the property is or the talent or treasure that he's given to you. So when I looked at, I looked at that, and then uh, when I was reading and heard your story, uh, Greg, um, concerning the various things, tell me about that calling, how that happened, somewhat of a story. Tell me about that. The... Well, I've had, as I kind of got into the balance and looking at kingdom work yeah. alongside with my secular work, which yeah. I thought was important, uh, you know, we're called to be ambassadors for christ wherever we are yeah in our, in our jobs and whatever mm. and just god kept putting things in front of me that got me out of my comfort zone yeah <laughs> so what i did is like in guatemala i leaned on iron man of god and david to help <laughs> grab a group of guys go down to guatemala with me yes and, and then um you know in 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 malawi africa where we're working a, a, a good friend of mine at, at summit church drug me into that story and kind of got me out of my comfort zone and and and, and fighting human trafficking my friend daryl lane who's sitting there and his wife we kind of got out of our comfort zone and started a human trafficking alliance yeah so i think the key is is being willing to listen to that still voice of god yes and yeah. and then like getting out of your comfort zone yeah which i reluctantly do and yeah. i'm getting a little better at it since he God keeps hitting me with a two by four to do it. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so that's it. I, that's a great uh, word, this comfort zone, you know, getting out of our comfort zone. Tell me some of the voices uh, that are in your head that are trying to keep you in that comfort zone instead of making that step. What are the things that you had to battle through? Yeah. Well, first, Guatemala, I mean, my language skills are negative zero, <laughs> like that balloon that just came down. <laughs> I, I just, you know, I can do numbers. I can do all sorts of stuff. I don't speak Espanol well. Uh, it just doesn't happen. So I was, I, I can't go to Guatemala. I don't speak the language. And, yeah. and I don't know about girls that have been abused and, and, and assaulted. I don't have no skills. Yeah. And that's the voice that I, I can't do it. Yeah. And then God, yeah. people around that help you do it, push you out. And lo and behold, it, it worked. Yep. Uh, likewise in Malawi. I, you know, I, I'm, I can't go to Malawi. Gosh, I'm going in July this year. Yeah. I can't help farmers in Malawi. And, and even more 
exciting is is safe in Central Florida. I have no, I don't know about fighting human trafficking. I didn't even know it was Orlando was the third worst city per capita for human trafficking in the United States. I mean, and I, like, I, what what can you know? I'm not. I'm a guy that's electrical engineering. <laughs> How can I fight human trafficking? God, yeah. this is, I, I don't care what your skills are right now. Yes. I'm going to equip you to do this. I'm going to bring people around yes. you. Just get your butt out of the boat. Yes. Walk on the water. Yes. And I'll be there. To yes. So I think that's the key is, yes. is get the hell out of the water. Yeah. Get on the water, yeah. out of the boat. And, and, and God will be there to kind of yeah. help you reach out that hand when you falter. Yeah, so Greg, I got a new sermon title, Get Your Butt Out of the Boat, right? I think it's that's the one, right? <laughs> uh, hey, Austin, how about yourself? I know that you're passionate about the community. I saw Winter Garden on the, the radar there. Tell me how uh, in that pursuit, where did that confidence come from to say, I'm instead of just being a spectator, I'm going to be a participator in the community? Uh, mostly from my wife telling me to stop complaining about things in, in bed <laughs> every night at Fox News on yelling at the TV. Yeah. Uh, it, and that's really the truth is that instead of complaining about things, actually being active, you know, and doing something about it. So for me, that's not running for office. That's just being active in my community and being a voice of what I believe is what has made our community so great, which is traditional values, Judeo Christian. Judeo-Christian values. Yeah. And with regard to, I love what you said about getting off the boat. And I was thinking about one thing about stepping out of your comfort zone and, and pushing forward. All the pastors in the room, forgive me, but I'm probably going to butcher this a little bit. But there's a story in the Bible that sticks with me very heavily, our phrase in the Bible, a statement in the Bible. And I think it was when David was dying on his deathbed to Solomon. It might be different than that it might have been i think it was though somebody will correct me we're troy, not recorded. troy will we're not recorded but um right? but what he said was it stuck with me hugely is he says now be a man and then he tells him how he has to go forward mm. and i think that that's so important there is a big difference between men and women in this world we have separate but equal roles separate but equal roles very symbiotic mm. and unfortunately in our culture we've been so demasculated and to say the statement, be a man and go forth and take care of what you need to take care of, you know, that's toxic masculinity. You shouldn't say that. But it's not true. You know, the fact of the matter is we do need to be men and lead because somebody's going to lead your children. Somebody's going to lead your wife if you're not doing it. Yeah. So it's important to pick up the Bible, learn the values and principles that are given to us, and then be a man and go forth and act on them. Yeah. So that's what Excellent. Appreciate it. Thank you. Guys, I appreciate your uh, sharing your story. And, uh, you know, one of the things is um, when we look at this pa passage here is about confidence and clarity. And um, I'm going to take the next five minutes to talk about what our next step is. So I appreciate it. Guys, can you give them a hand there for just sharing their story? Uh, on the table, you're you're going to find uh, a paper there, and um, the one that I want you to look at is uh, this one, the golden circle. And on the bottom half of that is um, assessments. 
So what we're what we're going to do, my, part of my uh, skill set, part of my giftings is is I'm a certified coach and I'm a uh, certified spiritual director. So we're going to take the whole month out and journey together and do an inward journey and figuring out why you are here on this earth. And we're going to do it collectively, do it together. And I'm really, really, really excited about this. The end game on this is that you're going to be able to communicate your mission statement uh, and why and your purpose statement. You're going to be able to understand your giftings how the unique fingerprint of God is on your life and why, and why this place, this community would not be, uh, would be a worse place if you weren't here, activating and working in your gifting. But it takes time for us to journey together to find out and have moments of clarity. And that's what we're going to do. So it requires a bit of digging on your side. Part of the digging is doing some assessments. So I've listed some here. I've listed four. The first one, assess me, is 15 bucks. It's the best $15 that you can spend. It will give you three things that list what those are. The second one is on a website called uh, Crystal Nose. It's free. I love free. And uh, what you receive that is a disk test and the Enneagram. Uh, the next one is a high five test. You'll get a free strength finders. Uh, and the last one is my personality page at five bucks and you get the Briggs and Meyer. All of those will help you on the journey in, in regards to what we're going to do. So next week, we're going to be uh, taking one particular um, aspect and talking about giftings. The next one week, we're going to be talking about values. The next week, we're going to be talking about mission statement. And then the last week, I'm not going to tell you what we're going to do because it's going to be a surprise. So, but I appreciate men to be here and just to share my heart. And I, again, I am just, uh, I am blessed to be part of this community. And I I'm just really look forward to share my gift because you shared your gift to me. And I'm, I am, uh, <clears throat> I am a better man. I'm an iron man. I belong to the kingdom of God. But when I can say that, when I belong to the kingdom of God, the first thing came, comes to mind is my friends and my brothers on Friday from Iron Man of God. And I just say thank you for that. Thank you.